Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our informational playground. It's Star Style, be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are here to help you seed and stimulate and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, empowering women, family, and youth for increased literacy and improved positive media, providing tools for living since 1999. Make a donation today at BeTheStarYouAre.org. And the Miracle Moment is tell everyone what you want to do, and someone's going to want to help you do it. And that's by W. Clement stone in today's show when your feet hurt your entire body aches so heather is going to show us how fitness starts at the bottom coming up in health matters in our second segment we're going to talk about some of the unrealistic views of what success is in kids because of expectations of parents so how can we encourage our teens to be the best they can be without stressing them out we are going to find out that definition of success. And Italian cuisine is one of the most popular in the world. And everybody thinks they know how to cook pasta. But do you know how to do it right every time? We're going to talk about some seasonings and some sauces. And, of course, a little bit of the Irish brogue. And I will also be telling you a little bit about the rescued squirrel. So Aww. sit back, relax, and we are going to have fun. <laughs> well, we take our feet for granted. Yet they are so important to our well-being. And I know in their practice of reflexology, there are points on our feet that respond to different areas of our body. So in other words, our feet are really the roadmap to our health. So Heather, give us some tips on how we can take better care of our walking soles. Oh, so cute. Um, Yeah, well, you know what you're kind of saying is that everything in our body, as we know, is related. And oftentimes... When one thing hurts, it might not be what we think it is. So 
For example, a lot of times people will have aches and pains in their hips or lower backs and think, you know, maybe it's something wrong with the hips and, and that way, but it can actually be wrong with their feet and the way they're walking. And women put themselves as the biggest thing because oftentimes we're not wearing shoes that have proper support um, or, they, you know, they're too tight or they're too high. And we're cutting off circulation in our feet. We're constantly hurting our feet. And if we want, you know, to have healthy legs, we want to feel really good. And if we also, getting to that fitness sense, want to have a great workout, we need to focus on our feet. And every single activity does use our feet. Even things you wouldn't think of, you know, such as swimming, um, thinking being weightless in the water there, you're actually using your feet. And I know, you know, when, when reading some articles about this, it made me realize how I didn't really understand the feet as well either, that um, I totally took them for granted, and many, gosh, I think six years ago, I didn't break a toe, but I stress fractured it, and I had no idea that when you walk, you don't just lift your feet. It's actually sort of this uh, almost like the claw-looking uh, thing that's in those machines, that it, it kind of goes up and down, and there's all these tiny little, um, tiny little bones in there, and so when one is, you know, injured, the whole foot, I mean, I couldn't use my whole foot. Working, walking was impossible, and I had to have one of those big, giant boot things. And it's crazy to think that something was so small, it was because it was in between the toe, upset my whole way of walking. And so it kind of made me think, what can we, what can we do you know, to help these things out? So one thing first is ditching shoes. You might see a lot of people now, um, a big kind of trend in, in running, or I even see just people around town, um, is either going barefoot or there's these things called barefoot shoes that are, are very thin lining, just enough tread so that you're not going to cut up your feet, but it gives that natural walking. So they say you know, truly the best um, shoes, the best form of walking for your feet is nothing at all. And also the surfaces um, you walk on as well. Um, you know, of course, you're saying that, you know, have something under your feet if you're walking on sharp surfaces, but a great one um, that's good, that can actually kind of give a, a buffering and exfoliation to, your, to um, your feet and as well strengthen them is sand. And I know you're a big person when it comes to walking on the beach uh, that you love. I love it. Love that's that my place. favorite place, to walk on the sand, to walk on the beach. Is There's nothing better. I really love that. And it's good for you. I think it's really a good, it's a good exercise. Yeah, and you and walking on softer surfaces, you know, such as sand and grass, it forces the rest of your body to have to stabilize because it, it, your body can feel, you know, that this is a softer surface. So it kind of strengthens itself by, and then thus giving you an all-over strength. And one thing to you now is I just started my venture into uh, teaching bar methods. A really big thing um, is warm-up. A lot of times, you know, we rush ourselves into exercises, and we need to warm up our muscles. And the same thing is we need to warm up our feet as well. And there's some little exercises um, you can do. Um, for example, you know, you can, what, something you can do to kind of warm up your feet. Again, it sounds kind of odd, but that's something we, just, we don't think of. And later on, we can have injuries due to it. So a really great thing to do is sit on your knees on the floor with your toes pointing back and your feet flat and your soles in the air. And then using your hands as for, for support, Lift your knees and roll um, and roll back onto your feet, and then take um, and then take them all the way back to your toes, and then totally bend them down. So, a great thing too. Sometimes for is that like morning, a yoga pose, Heather? Is it a yoga yeah, pose? you know, and actually, yoga is an excellent thing for working on the toes. And yoga is always, I think, a great just kind of overall stretching with the body. 
But a great thing to do, too, you know, first thing in the morning, kind of waking. Um, I've read this, too, of just waking your body up is a great thing to do is start rubbing your, your tootsies in the morning. Give them, you know, kind of just waking, rubbing your body, just kind of waking everything up, getting the circulation going. And as you see, your feet are mer- um, are almost nearest to your hands. As we know, you know, our carpals, we have that real meaty part of um, our hand that seems to get really sore when we write a lot. Well, that same thing, if you touch that on your foot, Ooh, my goodness, it's so sensitive. And you have about 700 nerve, no, not 700, 7,000 uh, nerve endings on your feet. And that's it's similar to why you're saying about the reflexology, how, you know, they really, there's so many of these little pressure nerve points on there that, you know, when they touch one, it's, you know, you feel this shock wave kind of go through your entire body. So a really great thing is, you know, just getting up, you know, rubbing your feet, and also at the end of the day, a lot of times, you know, you'll see that people's legs have swelled, you know, if they're walking. People who are standing on their feet all day constantly, sometimes, you know, their, their legs will swell up, their feet will swell up, they, your feet are so tired when you get home. A great thing to do to kind of relax and soak them in just some hot water um, and put some Epsom salts, you know, just some, and sometimes, too, putting a little bit um, of milk or a milk-based product to kind of soften as well. Just sort of relax. Is it milk? Like, milk is for softening, or does it make it? Does it milk like, is you know, for softening? Milk is for take softening. Away pain. I always try to do kind of multitasking when it comes to feet because I have infamously rusty. feet. I always I still just live in sandals. Like you would always get, I always call them so weathered that they'd be so dry, so you know, cracked. Um, so now when I do things, you know, to wear my feet to relax them as well, I always try to kind of put in a double extra thing that's going to moisten them too. And and something, too, is I've, I think I've shared this before, is my, my trick for cracked and healed feet, um, tie, or bag bomb. It's usually, usually it's supposed to be, you can buy it at any, um, uh, what they call the, you know, like a CVS type store like that. Um, if you read yeah, the Yeah, but label, you can also buy it. It's actually cheaper if you buy it at a feed store. Yeah, I was going to say. If you <laughs> I know the there label, might not be a feed store in for a city, um, to moisten like that, but what I do, I, I put it on um, before I go to bed, I put it on, and I put on socks, because this stuff, it can kind of stain things, and it's sticky, and it's gooey, but you put on socks, and it's totally fine, and your body just will absorb it overnight, and they always say that in general with anything, that's why you use heavier creams on your body at night, and more moisturizer, because your body absorbs more moisture at night, so that's a really good thing, I'd say over the last six months now, or four months, uh, my heels have completely transformed, um, but it's because I do that every single day. And, um, you know, and that was one thing, too. When we were in Thailand, we were walking everywhere, and our feet were getting so sore. And one of the main things was we're walking in sandals. And I said, they're, uh, sandals are almost kind of worse oftentimes. You know, they're, they're kind of the squishy material that, that's not good for your feet, and it's kind of throwing your body's alignment off. So it's affecting your feet, and then as well as it's going to affect your hips. But we were able to treat ourselves almost daily um, to the reflexology, to the foot rubs, which, again, is so important if you don't have access to do that on your own. Um, to do that, just give yourself little foot rubs and give yourself little soaks. Well, Heather, also, I want you to mention something because I had never heard of this until you did it on your honeymoon, where you sat in the, that little pond of water and fish oh, nibbled yes, at your and feet. I, Talk I, about I, that. So they're almost like feeder fish, and I've seen it here in the United States before. 
Um, they're basically these little, uh, these tubs of basically bottom feeders, these little fish that, in general, they're the fish that eat the allergy, um, that also you'll see sometimes in the, in the wildlife, they will actually swim on or swim behind bigger fish that they basically clean other fish. They, they eat the bacteria, um, that, that's on other fish. And so what they do, and it's, it's absolutely insane, um, how soft your skin becomes. You put your feet in these little tanks, and the fish just attack them. And it doesn't hurt at all. It, it actually tickles extremely. Um, they're just kind of feel like they're just nibbling off all the dead skin and any bacteria on it. And um, we did it for 20 minutes. And at first I thought, oh, 20 minutes, that's it. I don't think I could do more than 20 minutes. It's, it's such a weird sensation, and it really, it t- you know, it's that extremely tickle. Um, but your feet are so Soft. It's like baby skin. Was it a tickle, or did it hurt, or did it actually no, feel like the little There's no pins? pain. It's it's almost it it tickles, and it almost is that that tickling where you're just like I can't take anymore. Um, it is such a, a weird sensation, and it's even if you're not ticklish, is it ticklish? <laughs> you know, because like I'm not ticklish on my feet. Yeah, you know, but, I always say I know how to turn off my tickle that I don't I don't right? get I. I, I'm not ticklish, you know, but it was just the, I, I don't know how to explain it, just so, some because it's so, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. It's this tiny little nibbly feeling. Um, but, you know, it was such a great thing that, one, you know, our feet were soaking in um, the salt water, which was really good to relax the feet. But, again, it was taking out all the bacteria and all the dead skin. Um, and in this natural way, kind of completing the circle of life with um, the fish here, um, but, you know, it's really fun and, and fantastic. And I know a lot of high-end um, spots, if you just Google it, you can find, I'm sure there's probably a place in your local area that does it. Um, it's, you know, well-known. It's a, it's a big thing um, in, in Asia, however. Um, in the United States, it's becoming more of, you know, the bougie kind of thing. But um, I highly recommend it, someone to try it. Uh, I, I would say that, I wouldn't say it's relaxing at the time because you're giggling and you're kind of squirming all over the place. Um, but the aftermath of it is your feet are so soft and your feet feel so relaxed afterwards as well. So, um, I, you know, I, th- I want to try it, but I've never seen it here in the United States. I guess I would have to, I would have to Google it to try to see where it is. But, you know, I wanted to mention one other thing about um, feet. If you are like Heather and I and go barefoot all the time, and I go barefoot in the garden, and so my feet get like leather. I mean, literally like leather. And then my heels crack. But one thing that I found that, you know, the pumice stone wasn't taking off any of the calluses. And even though I massage with the bag balm and, and I have this special cream, it wasn't doing that much. But I went to a podiatrist and with a Dremel, and it didn't cost very much, and it only took a few minutes, and it was not painful. They drummled off like the dead calluses, and as soon as they got those really hard calluses off that had been building up for years and years, then all these other remedies that I was doing, you know, the bag balm and the cream and the pumice, it all worked great, and and I and my feet have remained really soft, but. I do think that it is, and I've only realized this recently in the last few years, how important it is to take care of our feet. They really are the beginning of the rest of our body. And I recommend reflexology as well, where you can really get your feet massaged and worked on and all the pressure points of your body checked into. Yeah, and you know, and that's something actually one of the things we focus on 
at bar, when we make any um, corrections for people, we always say start from the feet up. Because um, a lot of times if you look at someone and, it looks, you know, their shoulders, are, they're in a weird position, it could be because the alignment of their feet is wrong. You know, if we instructed them to stand with their feet hip width and parallel and you look at their feet and they're actually, you know, together or they're separated way too far, that's throwing off their whole body. So a lot of times, you know, or maybe what happened is you might, you might tell them, you know, to fix something and they're still not right. And it's because it's all based on their feet. If they move their feet, the rest of them will usually follow. So that's one thing just kind of is a last kind of tip of advice to take away is always start from the ground up. And, and again, if you're experiencing pain, thing, of course, always go to a doctor to consult um, before you do any, you know, self-prescribing, self-being a self-doctor. But always think, you know, it could potentially be, you know, because of the way you're walking, um, because you don't have the good support. I know one thing for me, when I'm on my feet all day and my feet are so sore, it's oftentimes because I'm in flats that have no support, no arch support on it. Um, instead of being in, you know, comfortable uh, tennis shoes, something that's really going to support my feet. But oftentimes I know as women we um, – we sort of sacrifice safety and health for beauty and cute things. So oh, kind of right. keeping mind those, having issues with things to kind of make that small sacrifice. Those high heels are killers. I mean, I, you know, I think about Jared Leto in the movie uh, Dallas Buyers Club and walking around in those heels, you know, for the months that he was filming. And I personally think that all of our, our, our male friends who love us all in high heels should also don some high heels for a while. Mm-hmm. And that, see how, how their backs feel and stuff because it's true. I think as women, we do give up a lot just to really look at them. They do look great, but boy, they, they do hurt. And what you said about starting from the ground up, I think it's really, it's very interesting how that's really the way good design and good, um, anything is. If you're building a house, you start from the foundation. If you're planting a garden, you start with the soil. You know, when you're, when you're doing design, interior design, you start with um, the floors. You know, when you're building a painting, you start with the canvas. So it's, our feet are really a metaphor for everything in life. And and the, the better that we take care of our feet, the more active we'll be. And then one last thing I just wanted to say, there's all these studies now, and you've already talked about it once in Health Matters, and I know we'll do more on it. But there's all these studies now showing that if you have a job that's standing, you're actually going to be healthier than if you have a job that's sitting. Like if you are sitting at a computer all day, as I am, um, oh, it's, maybe you better stand at your computer or at least get up every 20 minutes and and run around the office because it can take by sitting at a job it can take over seven years off of your life whereas if you have a job yeah if you have a job that you are standing if you are you know a waiter or I think like Matt our engineer I think you're he's standing right now engineering us if you're doing those kind of things you're going to be healthier so take care of your feet and do wear those good uh, shoes so heather would you give out the websites please most definitely we want you to go to be the as well as be the and when we return from break we're going to parent for success i am cynthia bryan and i'm heather Brittany. and you're listening to star style be the star you are on the voice america empowerment channel stay tuned for more we'll be back star you the star you are, be the star you are. 
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. You are. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. We know you have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. And there are going to be detours on this road called life. And that's where we come in here at Star Style Be the star you are, bringing you the inspiration, the motivation, the information, and the entertainment that will motivate you to be your best self. I want to help you ignite your power, shoot for the stars, and land on them. I am Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style Be the star you are. We're bringing you this show live from the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And I was right, Matt. Our engineer is standing, and he's wearing very good shoes, Adidas, to make his little tootsies comfortable. So he's got the right idea. Well, I'm going to talk to you now about parenting for authentic success because today parents seem to encourage their kids a lot, as we should, parents need to. But in a world of unbelievably low college acceptance rates, there's such increased competition in high school sports and the pivotal importance of the resume and the golden college acceptance letters and the championship trophies and the, the prestigious awards and all the extracurriculars and the volunteers. And kids are just sort of overwhelmed with everything that's going on today. And I think with that, we begin to wonder what is the ultimate measure of success to a contemporary teenager. You know, nobody is the best at everything. And when I see kids that have developed an unrealistically uh, viewpoint that is 
aided and abetted by the parents, at, or maybe sometimes even by the school, but mostly by the general culture, it's not good for them because we have to let kids fail. You know, we always say here, failure is fertilizer, and it really, really is true. We have to find out what makes kids tick, what it is that they really love doing, and then help them get there, but not put so much pressure on them. There is a lot of pressure, especially in teens who might be from affluent communities, because their parents may be wealthier, more successful, and then the kids feel this, this, this pressure that they have to lead a very high rate of success in order to measure up. Now, what that leads to is higher rates of depression, anxiety, and substance abuse. So parents in any community, but especially in a community where they are well-educated and they are more affluent, they seem to have hard-driving careers themselves, and then they, they place a particularly high value on the metrics of success. And, you know, success isn't about how much money you earn or which college you went to. It really is about who you are as a person. And, of course, while we have to have the money and while we do want to have a, a good college education, and those are one set of measures, they have really little to do with the adjustment or happiness at the end of the day. What we really want is just the kids to be happy with who they are and well-adjusted. So that is really, it's, it's very important that we kind of let up on our kids. We, we have always believed that um, entirely focusing on grades and test scores leaves very little time or energy for kids to develop other qualities. And I've always tried here at Be The Star You Are and with all the coaching to provide tools to help kids have a better sense of well-being and to measure their success about really you know, who they are as people and not just about their school, uh, their school rewards. So here are just a few things that you need to do for your kids that will really help them just be better. You know, it's not about uh, buying them things. You know, it is about the roots and wings. So we want to give them a foundation and lots of care and love. So do catch your child behaving well. Make sure to notice and comment frequently. And be specific about what you witness he or she doing or saying. When you're disciplining your child, make a correction quickly without too much fuss. And then go back to being really positive because you want your child to think positively of himself or herself. For example, if Susan knocked, uh, you know, a glass of water over, you could just say, please clean it up and, you know, just be a little bit more careful. And then after, just say thank you for, you know, for cleaning up because that way they don't think that they're a bad person. They just realize, that, you know, they made a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. Express affection for your child verbally, physically, and through your action. You know, hug your child. Tell her you love her every day. And, again, praise for good behavior. Actions can include taking um, his or her preferences into consideration, showing her you enjoy her company, taking him to see an exhibit that you may not normally go to. For example, if your son loves snakes and you're scared of them, by just by going... You are showing that you really care. 
demonstrate kindness, consideration, and generosity to others, you have to be a great role model. You are your child's best model, so use good behavior for, to, for her and him to follow. When you spend time with your child, do so willingly and happily. A child can tell when his parents aren't fully present and if they begrudge giving up their time. Now, at the same time, we don't want you to feel guilty for occasionally, you know, skipping a few pages that you're reading, you know, or actually saying to your child, you know, give me five more minutes, I have to complete this task, and then you have my full attention. But be sure you reserve time for yourself and for your own interests uh, and the relationships because you don't want to feel burdened or resentful about sharing time with your child. But make sure you do give one-on-one time with each of your children. You want to take good physical and emotional care of your child and do the same for yourself. Again, you are the role model. So it's a hard one for parents to find the energy and time to do so. We always take care of our kids, so we do the best we can. But then sometimes we let our own sleep go, our our health, our exercise. We really need to remember to make time for ourselves. Have an encouraging and optimistic outlook with your child as much as possible. I mean, that doesn't mean that you're Mary Poppins, but it is important to keep your worries to yourself And if you do need to share what's going on in your personal or business life, do so with another adult or go to a counselor. Because when children hear about serious or worrisome issues, whether it's directly or indirectly, they feel burdened. And they really start taking it on themselves and thinking that there's something that they need to do. And they might also become very anxious or they might become withdrawn or they will lose confidence in themselves or possibly even think what you're going through is their fault. So you have to be careful with those kinds of things. Avoid excessive behavior. And that sometimes might be a little bit uh, challenging. But what I mean by this is you don't want to be spending too much, not splurging on every new handbag and, you know, every game or, or um you know, whatever it is, you know, don't want to be overly, overly um, drinking too much or getting angry or working or on the computer or on the phone. It's all about balance. We, you want to be calm and objective so you don't do anything you'll regret, regret later. It's being a coach, not a critic. You want to demonstrate this to your child. And if you're having a problem, whether it's gambling or or alcohol, or if you're using drugs, even if they're prescription drugs, seek out some help. You, it's really important that you don't burden your child with this and that they don't see this. Because when your child sees you behaving badly, that is the model that they will follow. And our children are happiest and feel most secure when we are able to be happy with ourselves and with our lives. Provide clear, consistent expectations and consequences. We read this in absolutely every child-rearing article, and that's because it's essential. But you want to be sure to implement consequences no matter how convincingly your child pleads his or her case. You want to allow increased input about rules and consequences as the child gets older. So in other words, conversation, discussion, work together cooperatively, and respectfully. It's really important. 
And if your child isn't respecting, behaving respectfully towards you or others, you want to uh, speak with him or her privately. And then if necessary, get outside help. Now, um, if uh, your child is under 18, don't give him a choice about seeing a therapist if you feel that there's sincerely a problem because it's really critical that you get some medical assistance in a firm and loving way if your child is, is experiencing depression or severe anxiety or you think that there might be drug use or or perhaps they're being bullied or something is going on in their life. You wouldn't keep them away from a dentist or a medical doctor. So make sure that you get some professional help if your child really seems to be having problems. If they absolutely refuse to go, as some children will, you don't want to force the issue, but rather consult with a professional who might be able to give you advice and support and give you what you need to help your child. Now, finally, it's important to be a great listener. One of the most powerful tools in our parenting tool chest is to be calm, reflective, and a a bouncing board for your child. We just want to be the big ear. (laughs) With supportive listening from parents, children learn how to make decisions. They learn how to express their thoughts and their feelings, and they interact better with others. And this helps them develop greater confidence and self-worth. You want to avoid judging and advising unless you're asked. And you want to ask questions that have a critical edge and you'd never that and you don't want to react too emotionally. So being a great listener is important. I know how many times, you know, as a parent, when your child starts to tell you something, the first thing we want to do is fix it. But that is always the wrong thing to do. Just listen. And then if you really feel that you have something to say, a really good segue into it is to say, would you like my feedback on it? Would you like my opinion on it? Is there anything that you think that I can add to this? And that will really help. Now, I wanted to um, add on to something here because there has been a really higher incidence of um, teens and suicide in recent years. And they are sharing their deepest, their darkest, their secrets online where anyone can see. And there is something on many uh, Facebooks that are called their high school Facebook confession pages. And they have been popping up for the past year or so. And they, they do give students a safe place to talk about their fears without being judged. And nearly every local school will have a page run by students who use a form to gather anonymous submissions and then they post them and they identify the confessor with only a number. So you can scroll through the pages and then there's a window into, you know, maybe a real angst-filled teen that's full of pressure to make a 4.0 grade point average to excel in year-round sports and to get accepted into top colleges and they may put something that is childish and funny, but some of the posts are rather riveting and shocking. And sometimes they're frightening, especially for the parents and teachers who stumble upon them, because these pagers are filled with fears about everything from stress to sex to suicide. However, they might just be helping to save lives. So if you have the ability to find out if your local schools have a Facebook confession page, I, if 
I think it's really worth it to get on it and to be checking it out because the important thing is is that they have this opportunity to express themselves. And recently in a, um, in a Facebook blog here of Confessions in a school that's within in Northern California, there was a student who posted that, that I'm thinking of killing myself tonight and you did this to me. And this person had a number, like number 2,300. And the wonderful thing was is that other students started leaving comments immediately. And the comments were like, please don't. Remember that it does get better. Your life is valuable. Just think about this. You may want to kill yourself now, but what about those adventures waiting for you to explore? Or, I don't know you, but if you need to talk, message me. Or whoever you are, trust me when I say there's at least one person in this world who really cares about you. So the important thing is is that this is a place of where uh, kids can help other kids because life is hard. And it gets to everyone at one point or another. And if you're able to post, you might just feel that you're not all alone. So here's how these Confessions 101 works. Um, I'll just use a fake name of somebody. She, uh, Susan is one of the moderators of a high school Confessions, and she created a page last year and invited students to like it. Then she created a form using Google Docs that allows students to anonymously submit confessions to her post. And they start with a few rules, and the rules are usually no spam, no hate, no personal attacks. But then she realized she couldn't handle the volume of submissions on her own, so she told a friend, and the two formed a system. And together they created more guidelines, no posts that singled any people out or were likely to start any drama or rumors, and they decided to remove anything upon request. And then all the confession pages have one or more moderators that are known as admins, And the posts are identified only by a chronological number, keeping the person who is confessing completely anonymous. And then the pages also include disclaimers, saying that the page is not affiliated with the school or with its leadership. And some pages have information on how to seek professional help, which I think is really great to have a resource page, especially phone numbers for suicide help, substance abuse, assault and uh, perhaps the school counseling office. And then through these pages, teens provide each other with a shoulder to lean on. And even more important is they are encouraging each other to seek help when needed because you want people to look at these pages as a first step to getting help, but not as the only step. So if you don't have a confessions page in your schools and you are a parent, Look and um, talk to one of the uh, administrators, or if you have a teen or junior high a student of your own, why don't you talk to them and see maybe they'd be interested in, in starting one, and they can remain anonymous. And then just briefly, just remember that effective parenting for all kids is to know your child and to adjust your parenting methods to your child's age, unique personality, and needs. Offer lots of hugs and praise and tell your child you love him or her every day and you praise for good behavior. You just don't praise to praise. Always set aside quality time every day that's free of distraction, TV, radios, computers, and phone and give your full presence and attention to your child. Keep a routine because children are better behaved when they have a structured routine and they have some consistency 
Always follow through on your words. Walk your talk. Show integrity and they'll have integrity. Be balanced. Stay calm and objective. And don't say or do anything you'll regret later. Remember, be a coach, not a critic. Teach self-discipline. It's not punishment, but rather teaching your child a vital skill that will help him be successful throughout life. Role model, because you're always going to be the best role model. So use good behavior. Take care of your own physical and emotional needs, because that will help you take care of your child. Learn new things and improve your parenting skills. Take a class, read a book, go to parenting websites, read magazines, and network. Talk with the, with school with teachers and coaches and other parents of young kids to get ideas and encouragement. And if necessary, there's always a support group that you can, you can join. So I hope this will be some help for you to be a better parent because that we are the number one teachers of our kids. And as cliche as it is, our kids are our tomorrow. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. When we come back, we are going to be talking about making perfect pasta and a salute to St. Patty's Day coming up. And I'm going to share a little bit about rescuing a squirrel. I'll be back in a bit. Don't go away. Star you are, the star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Right from the start of creating any new endeavor, you want to establish good habits. Once we start to do something in one way, the habit is established, it becomes harder and harder to change. So foster good habits as a leader is doubly important because those habits don't just affect the individual, but they affect the behaviors and the impact, performance and productivity of every member of your team. Building effective and productive habits sets early and makes leaders be more effective for the rest of their career. Here's some of the things that you can do. Of all the concerns complaints employees have about organizational lack, the lack of communication is near the top. So as a leader, regardless of our level in the organization, we need to learn to communicate more, share what's going on more often. And remember that communication isn't just about talking. It's also about listening. Don't be too busy to be available to your team. Leaders at all levels and all organizations are busy. There's projects, there's meetings, and there's always fires to put out. But as a leader, you have to make time for your team. You need to support, encourage, listen, and coach. And these are maybe the most important responsibilities that you have. The work will overwhelm your calendar, and it'll leave you unavailable or perceived to be by your team unless you decide to make space for it. Don't micromanage. No one wants a leader who micromanages them, yet many of us do that. And while there are many reasons why we need to check on projects or even sometimes do it ourselves, the biggest reason is that we want the work to be done right. And while being done right is important, it's also critical to empower your team and prove that you trust them. Don't strive for for perfection. Sometimes leaders think they're supposed to have all the answers and be perfect. We always say here, strive for excellence. There is no perfection because it's impossible. 
our followers want us to be real and authentic. And it's okay when we don't have all the answers. One of the most powerful statements you can make as a leader is, I don't know, but let's find out. Employ good habits and the rest will follow. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with Star Style for another business bite. Call 925-377-STAR or visit star-style.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a life that shines. It's always a party here at the Star Style Playground. We hope that you are having a great day today. And, of course, our policy is to make every day a great day because we have choices in life. Happiness is an inside job, and we can choose to be happy or we can choose to be sad. It's up to us. So as long as you're here with us here on Star Style, I choose to be happy, and I choose happiness for you because I am grateful. And gratitude really is a wonderful thing to help us be happier. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Empowerment Network. Well, for those of you who follow me on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or any of my blogs, you may have noticed that this past week, I rescued a newborn squirrel. (laughs) And I know that many people don't like squirrels, and they call them rats with tails, with bushy tails, Uh, although... You know, I have really fallen in love with this little uh, this little guy. I just have been rescuing animals since I was a child and have raised all kinds of animals and wild ones, whether they were chipmunks or deer and, of course, lots of red barnyard animals, you know, chickens, ducks, rabbits, goats, horses, pigs, you name it, dogs, cats, fish, birds. So it was really hard for me. I just can't let an animal die. So I was out in the garden and heard some kind of shrieking and went over to this area that I had been watching. We only have one squirrel that I've noticed in our area, even though I'm loaded with oak trees. And I'd been watching this squirrel going around this this column, but I didn't see the squirrel and the column was falling over. And I went over there and it, it turns out that there had been a nest, I guess, of baby squirrels, three of them. Two were dead, one, one was rather in pieces, and I kept hearing this squeak, and far away in a bush, I saw this little pink, tiny little thing about the size of my finger, um, and it was just kind of screeching, so I realized that this must be 
squirrel babies. And I went online to find out what do you do, and it, it said to leave the squirrel alone because the mother will usually come back, uh, but it will usually come back within two to three hours. And after that time, you need to rescue it because it will die of hypothermia or dehydration. So I waited and watched for the hours, and I actually let it go a little bit longer And it was obvious this mother wasn't coming back. So she was probably killed as well. So I rescued the squirrel. I made a concoction and fed it with a little eyedropper of a a sugar salt water, like a Pedialyte, to rehydrate it. Put it on a heating pad. It it definitely was shivering and and was um, definitely very, very cold. And didn't think it would survive. And then I went out and I bought it some kitten formula because I didn't have any and started feeding it every couple hours round the clock getting up during the middle of the night you know and let, then I would put it on these diapers on its heating pad lo and behold we're at a week now and this little guy is thriving and his tail is getting bushy and he is uh, drinking now out of a bottle and between my friends at rescue centers and wildlife centers you know uh, it's sounds it looks like this little guy is going to make it the good news is that I'm just happy that I was able to rescue it and it didn't have to go to the hawks and if you want to see a photo of it you can go to starstyleradio.com and look for today's show which is uh, March 12th and you'll see a photo I haven't named it um, yet but it is very cute, and it just holds onto my hand, and now it holds its bottle when, it, when it's drinking. So very fun to have this, um, this little squirrel. And, yes, I, I am a rescue lady. I just care about the animals. And then, you know, hopefully if it makes it, it'll be released, and we'll see how everything goes, and I will be its guardian. A, now I wanted to talk. I call it the Italian job. Everybody seems to know how to cook pasta, but few know how to really cook it well. I'm 100% Italian, and of course, I'm wearing everything green this week because St. Patrick's Day is coming up. I don't have any Irish in me whatsoever, but I am an adopted Irish woman having, having spent many, many, many months in Ireland and having three of my very best friends from Ireland having been taught by Irish nuns. I have an Irish pen pal, and I, I, I've just been an adopted Irish woman. So, but it's funny, I wanted to talk about pasta today. So it's, you know, it is one of everybody's favorite foods because it's satisfying, and it's so easy to make. You can make a pot of water, you add some sauce, you've got dinner. And with simple foods, the difference between good and great lies in a few tricks. Then the best cooks kind of keep these up their sleeves. But with pasta, it's just all about how you cook it. So even though St. Patrick's Day is coming and maybe you're going to make your corn, your uh, corn beef and, and cabbage and, you know, your potatoes and carrots and, and Brussels sprouts and all those good things, which I will be making too, I want to sh- tell you how to make perfect pasta. So as pasta cooks, it absorbs water and flavor. And if your salt water is well salted, it brings out the pasta's natural nuttiness. But you don't want to just sprinkle some in. As your water heats up, you want to add some salt and then taste. And then repeat it a few times until it tastes like seawater. Now, test for texture. Once the water comes to a boil, that's when you add your pasta. And the type of noodle doesn't really matter, but generally when it comes to long shapes, you want to go with the thin strands for lighter sauces, 
thick strands will stand up better to heavier sauces. You can use short pastas with chunky sauces and the curvy ones like fusilli with, um, well, they'll pick up, you know, the good, they'll pick up like the good bits of the sauce. You want to stir it a few times during the first minute because starch gets sticky when it heats up. So stirring it keeps the pasta from clumping. You don't have to put oil in, although I I actually do put in a couple of drops of olive oil when I'm cooking it. I have just found that it separates the pasta and it just gives it a little bit of flavor or brings out more of the flavor. And then you just want to keep stirring it, you know, maybe once a minute until the pasta has no white in the middle, but it's firm and just a little chewy. And that is what's called al dente. And al dente means to the tooth in Italian. Dente is uh, teeth and al is to the so, and that's the texture that you want. So, as soon as you get it al dente, turn off the heat and save a cup of that cooking water because it's really key to use that later. You don't run the pasta under cold water because it, it, if you do that, you're going to wash off all that salty starch, which really enhances your sauce later. And I use the extra water in my sauce. So, then you want to marry your pasta to the sauce. So, you spoon the sauce onto your pasta is fine, but... The best way to do it is to put the pasta into the sauce because the pasta will absorb the flavor. So you cook your drained pasta, uh, you know, you've cooked your drained pasta and then put it in the sauce for about 30 seconds. So you're doing your sauce in a separate pan and you can add some of that pasta water to uh, bring some extra starch. Just think of it as the glue for the sauce, and it brings extra moisture. And then to finish it off like a pro, you want to sprinkle on fresh grated cheese. And even if your recipe doesn't call for it, try an extra splash of extra virgin olive oil or a little pat of butter for richness. And I always squeeze a little bit of lemon juice. It just brightens, brightens the flavor. And I chop herbs on top to add aroma and color and then finally, it's manja time. So a couple of pastas that are really simple uh, sauces that you could make. Because pasta pairs with anything, which is one of the reasons it's just so easy. It's like my go-to dish when I don't have anything around. So if you have just a few staples in your kitchen or in your garden, you're going to be fine. So one is just a lemon garlic base, and it works well with almost any kind of seafood from shrimp to clams or squid um, or even just tuna if you want. And it's great with chicken and pork and mushrooms. And if you're nervous about cooking seafood, you don't have to sweat it because the pasta can cover up a lot. You just can throw in a few of the shrimp, you know, at the end. So what I do is I use about a half a cup of olive oil. And um, I don't really measure, so it's like a handful of, you know, maybe it's a few tablespoons of chopped garlic, some capers, and then I, I put mostly shrimp. I'll buy some shrimp at the store and put that in, but you could do fish or chicken. And then a cup of white wine, and I cut a whole Meyer lemon in half, and about a big handful of chopped parsley, salt and pepper, and I just lightly saute the the garlic, and then I add the main ingredient, which would be the shrimp or the meat or whatever, and I season it with some garlic salt, and I add a little bit more of the the water that I cooked the pasta in, and then once my pasta has cooked and then my sauce has cooked, I let it bubble down until there's just enough liquid to cover 
the bottom of the pan and then you take the heat off because it's like you're making a reduction. And then you add your pasta, you toss it all together, plate it, and it is delicious. You are, you are going to be in for a treat. So you will really like that. Now, that is just one pasta thing. Of course, you can add tomatoes or mushrooms or, you know, basil, anything else that you want. And I just wanted to say quickly a couple of things that are happening across the world for St. Patrick's Day because it seems that everybody's getting into the green of the Emerald Isle. In Norway, they're going to floodlight the whole Holman Kollenge ski jump, all in green in honor of St. Patrick's Day. And they'll keep it green. They've done it right now, and they're going to keep it green until, until um, uh, March 17th. And then in... Um, a lot of the different capitals of the world, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Eiffel Tower, the Pyramids, the Sydney Opera House, the Treasury at, at Petra, just to name a few, they're all going to be lit in green. So I won't be talking to you until after St. Patrick's Day, but to of you out there, Erengrabra, and have a wonderful, happy St. Patrick's Day. Well, thanks for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every week. I hope that you stay tuned to Star Style. Be the star you are as we bring you information, education, and entertainment every week. For information about Star Style Productions, you can book a consultation at 925-377-STAR or visit star-style.com. For more information, to make a donation to Be the Star You Are, visit bethestarur.org or btsya.org. I hope that I have encouraged and amused and informed you today. And until next week, we hope that you will read a book and remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I thank you for being here with us, and I encourage you to reach for the stars. Have a great week. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you star you are, be the star you are, you are the star, be the star you are, keep It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.